Welcome to Mommy's Pot of Magic. Today we are hosting the very first episode of our podcast. My name is Sheree, the founder of this community organization, along with Sam and Brenda, my two co-founders. We are a group of Disney moms spilling the tea on everyday magic and what it takes to be a mom on the daily and at the parks. We are excited to introduce to you our very first special guest, Deanna Romano. Deanna is a Disney-style influencer who shares a lot about her personal life experiences and her love for Disney. So to start off, we wanted to ask you a little bit about yourself. So can you please let us, like all our, and your followers, everybody know, what's your name, age, and where are you located? My name is Deanna Romano. I am 34 years old, and I'm from New York, but I live in Gainesville, Florida right now. We've been here for probably like two, two and a half years now, but hopefully within the next coming months, we'll be heading closer to Orlando because currently I travel there like weekly, I guess, or a couple (laughs) times a week. So, but I'm in Gainesville now. Okay. Where exactly is that located in Florida? Is that near, would you say Walt Disney World or would you say near Jacksonville? So, it's an hour and 45 minutes from Orlando, and it's around an hour from Jacksonville, so it's just, it's not really near beaches or anything, it's a big um, college town, it's where like the gators are and stuff like that, Uh, so it's mostly a college area around here, but it's okay, it's not Orlando, but, or around Orlando. (laughs) Still sounds fun. But yeah, I can see why you would want to move closer if you're making so many trips. Yeah, yeah, it can be hard. We, I mean, we go there just to like go to the parks and have fun, and then I go there for other things. So it gets to be a lot. When it's once in a while, it's okay. But that drive back and forth is. It's a commute. I enjoy it when I'm like going by myself because it's sort of like quiet mommy time. <laughs> yeah. You know, on a yeah. Much needed. I mostly listen to like. Disney or true crime podcast, so I sort of like that quiet time, and I'm grateful for that sometimes, so. Okay, that makes sense. That's understandable. I think we can all appreciate that. (laughs) That's one thing I definitely wish I lived closer to a Disney park. Um, I'm about, what, five, six-hour drive away? Six, seven, we went. Yeah, we're all in the Bay Area of California, so we're Northern California. I'm jealous. (laughs) I wish I lived honestly. I mean, I love Florida, but if I had a choice between California and Florida, I'd probably choose California. Really? Uh, we've considered Florida a couple times. Well, it's just Same. the housing market's getting crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah we Everywhere. Here, but <laughs> yeah. Where you guys are. I think I just like Disneyland better than Walt Disney World, so. <laughs> okay. So, also, we were kind of curious on how you got started with your account and how long it took you to kind of grow that. So I've had my account now for probably two and a half years. Um, so I changed my tag from Magical Don Mama to Deanna Style. Had to have been like three months now. But okay. when I started, my account was Magical Don Mama. And I solely started that page because um, 
my husband and I moved with our kids to Ohio for 10 months. We thought that's where he's from and my family's in New York. So we thought, let's be closer to family. And we were only there for 10 months. Um, quickly realized we missed Florida very much. But while I was there for something to do, I started collecting Ray Dunn ceramics. Yeah. And I was really big into like trading them okay. to get pieces that I wanted and stuff like that. Sort of like Disney pins, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I started Magical Done Mama to be able to sort of look at the new releases, trade pieces and whatnot. But when we moved back to Florida, I started sharing like our Disney trips and Disney merch. Um, but I had been doing that on my personal accounts for years. If anybody followed me like on my personal Facebook or my personal Instagram account prior to Magical Done Mama. I've always been somebody who sort of shares everything that I do and merchandise and Disney stuff and whatnot. So very quickly when we moved back to Florida, it sort of switched from Ray Dunn pictures to now we're at Disney all the time sharing (laughs) the new merchandise drops and just my family there Mm -hmm. and what happened was is at the time like two and a half years ago reels were just starting they were a brand new Mm -hmm. thing when I started doing reels people like nowadays nobody really posts photos anymore everybody does reels Mm -hmm. but when I first started Magical Done Mama people weren't doing reels so I taught myself how to do them on YouTube um, like watching tutorials like over and over just practicing that's how I taught myself and I was posting like one or two of them a day and I think that's because at the time they were really pushing reels they push them now but it's different because everybody's doing them now so I sort of attribute my growth to me doing the reels when I started and I think since I've started my account for two and a half years I've maybe missed three or four days where I haven't posted any real so I've been sort of committed to always doing that um but it quickly turned into you know sharing Disney and being a creator it wasn't my intention at all but when we moved to Florida um I really back to Florida I was in Gainesville I wasn't where we lived prior to that I was in Jacksonville Okay. Um, and I didn't know anybody here, so I thought, well, maybe I'll make some new Disney mom friends. We can meet up at the parks. And it sort of just all came together, but I attribute my growth to really, like, doing the reels. I bet that's exhausting. Tell me a little bit about how you manage your time and your mental capacity to do reels daily like that. Yeah, I... So my kids are three and five. My son <laughs> starts kindergarten next month Yay. i'm already <laughs> crying about it Honey, I'm <laughs> but i stay home with them i'm a stay-at-home mom my husband goes to work um and we have our routine you know really just since i've been sort of doing them for so long i've sort of just built it into my day um okay. i am I just really try and prioritize everything that I do. It's not easy by any means. Like, it's hard, you know, because you have to change diapers and cook that. You know what I mean? It's like mom life. You know what mom life is like. You're all mom. So it's like, (laughs) it's not easy. But when my husband comes home at night, we have dinner. 
um, we'll give the kids a bath, we'll get them up to bed, and then we'll tell each other, you know, okay, I'm going to go create for an hour and maybe batch some reels, and he'll do what he has to do, and then later on we'll just watch TV and have some of our time. So I really just try and, like, schedule things in as best as I can. Um, a lot of times, though, I'll wing it, you know, I'm going to yeah. be honest. Like, not everything is always so scheduled. There are days where I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do today, and I just sort of, you know, go with it. Yeah, I think we can all relate, like you're saying, you know, we try to schedule what we need to around mom yeah. life. So. Yeah, I get asked a lot because I do post a lot more than the average person does mm -hmm. on Instagram. Most people post, like, one to two times a day. Mm -hmm. I post like five six seven times a day it, but that's always been who I am okay. like I've always yeah. been that sort of like an overshare if you want to say that but that's always been my style and I don't see myself it would be weird for me to post once a day I feel like I just am always like wanting to share um <laughs> and but some days I can't so on those days that I can't I really just wing it you know yeah it's just about trying to prioritize my time the best I can planning ahead and batching reels really does help, but it doesn't always work because you're, um, you kind of have to go with what's going on. Yeah. You know, like you could batch reels, but it doesn't make sense sometimes for what's going on. Exactly. So. Mm -hmm. then, yeah, I, I can understand that. So do you feel like it's hard to stay true to yourself while growing your account? I don't think that it's hard to stay true to yourself when you're growing your account. As long as you don't get caught up in all the noise that happens on Instagram. I like to call it noise because yeah. that's really what it is. <laughs> yeah. um, so many people on Instagram are trying to grow. I think everybody's trying to grow. Um, but a lot of view it as some type of comparison and competition type of thing I think a lot of people are competing for like this number one spot that doesn't exist um my opinion on all of that is like we all can succeed we all can be good um so as long as you don't get caught up in comparing your journey to other people like how fast other people are growing or how well somebody else's posts are doing um I feel like if you just focus on doing it because you love it, then it's not hard to stay true to yourself. Um, and when I do feel like maybe I'm straying away from who I am, I sort of just sit back and try and rethink it all. And what do I want to do and what do I want to um, portray? You also kind of have to have the courage to be disliked, too. Yeah. Yeah, I always want to be liked. Because I know who I am and I know my truths, but regardless of what you do and how meaningful you think you are, there's always people out there who see it differently. So there are people who think that what I do is like one big show, but it's like at the end of the day, you know your truths. So as long as you just keep doing it because you love it and you don't get caught up in all that it's much easier because just just do it because you love it not necessarily because you're trying to get like we all have goals but you, you can't always view it that way like you have to be doing this because you love it it's yeah. an everyday consistent thing that you have to do and unfortunately you have to have some tough skin and I've learned that the hard hard way there have been many days you know that I've cried my eyes out you know just because it's hard yeah. Um, but I'm sorry. Well, I wanted to point out one thing that you said that I really liked was, you know, there's no number one spot. Like we can yeah. all grow together in different directions and there really isn't 
like a trophy. We're not getting a trophy competing against right. one another. Yeah. I think people think, you know, whoever has the most followers or mm -hmm. whoever's getting posted at the most places or whoever's getting the most likes on their post is like winning. And it, you have to sort of take that completely out of your mindset because yeah. it just doesn't exist. Like when you get invited somewhere, they invite people who are doing all different things. Like there's never just one person who's going to be the it thing. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. you just, and unfortunately, there are people who see it that way, and it's always going to be that way. But as long as you don't see it out that way, then you'll succeed because it's so much better to make friends and like meet people that will go with you on your journey than to like disclude people because you think that they're doing better than you or something like that. It's like what you were saying reminds me so much of the conversations I've had with Sheree about just, you know, having those like true connections and like relationships with, with other moms, you know? So it's yeah. just like what you're saying. It's, it's nice to know that there's other moms out there that feel the same. Yeah. It's a lot of people too. They're so focused on the followers that they don't have mm -hmm. that they forget about the people who are actually with them right now. Yes. And really important the people who are following you right now like love what you're doing people are so focused on getting to that next number that they don't really build relationships with the people who are commenting every day who are messaging you every day and as long as you don't get caught up in that and you focus on what you have right now it's much better well thank you so much for sharing that. um there's a lot of times where the algorithm unfortunately doesn't show me what i want to see all the friends that i'm following or all the followers that I'm following. And um, there's a lot of times I have to battle it. I have to literally yeah. search through, you know, the, the search engine to find, for example, you. I know your reels yeah. and your posts pop up all the time, which is great, but there are some people who get hidden and it's a little difficult for me to keep those connections because I never see their posts. Right. So exactly. yeah, I, I mean, I'm really happy that you believe it's all about the community. Um, so we have a few um, questions here. Why do you love Disney exactly? So I think I just grew up as a Disney kid. You know, my parents uh, took me to Disneyland. They took me to Florida often. We would go to the Disney parks and my bedroom was Disney. I was a big Disney movie kid. Um, so I think it just grew with me as I grew older. So I have just like this deep connection with Disney and it will just always be a part of my life. I... Growing up, when I was younger, I wanted to be a Disney animator. Oh, cool. uh, fun. I loved art. And when I got into high school, I was still visiting Disney quite often. And I decided, I was either between me being a nurse or me going to culinary school because I really love art and cooking. I sort of got involved in like a lot of food shows when I was in high school. Oh, okay. um, and when I was in my college, pro um, when I was in college, my school, the Culinary Institute of America, required you to do an internship in the middle of your um, degree. And Disney okay. was one of the like verified places that you could go. So I did my college program at the Grand Floridian Bakery. Oh wow! Um, and I finished my degree, but then I went back as a cast member for almost ten years. So yeah. I just feel like Disney just has always been there. And without Disney, I often wonder, like, where would my life? have gone because it's sort of just always been around me right and what I, you know I, I find myself like if I ever lived in the middle of the United States and couldn't visit so often <laughs> I don't know what I would do because
because it's just like I want to be there, you know, so mm -hmm. much. It's just a happy spot for me. What would you say your fondest memory is of the culinary school through the Disney program? I got to work at the Grand Floridian Bakery um, and I was able to, you sort of rotated because the Grand Floridian has a lot of different restaurants. Mm -hmm. They have 1900 Park Fair, which is a buffet. They have Victorian Alberts, which is like, you know, their five diamond um, restaurant. You have Gasparilla's, which is their quick service. So you sort of rotated on which team you were on daily. So you got a lot of exposure for that. But my favorite thing was being on the wedding cake team, creating the, wed like, the wedding <laughs> cakes. And also I was there at time where they were starting to do the gingerbread house so I got to be a part oh, cool. of making the gingerbread house yeah. so I think that was my one like my two favorite things that I did I don't know if they still do this now but I cross-trained I got approval for merchandise on the Emporium I met with a manager one day and he sponsored me to sort of take the classes at Disney to work merchandise like learn to work the register and stuff so I would pick up extra shifts at the Emporium on Main Street and my other favorite thing was just like at the end of the night when everybody was gone and we were oh. still like fixing the store being able just to go on Main Street and see it with nobody there or hear the parade when it was going by like during the Halloween parties that was always a lot of fun I liked all that that sounds so fun I love Christmas so when you mentioned the gingerbread and I could just imagine, you know, learning to build those big houses or even people-sized gingerbread men. How cool is that? They bake it one shingle at a time. Wow. It's, and they start doing it like August. Well, when I was <laughs> August, because it's August. so big. Yeah. Have you seen it? They have time. it on the Disney Plus. You can see they have oh, a show wow. on it. Oh, really? Yeah. That is. That must take forever then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Any any comments there, Brenda? You want anything you want to add? Uh, no, I just wish I could bake. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted to learn how to bake, and I just think it when I when I see the content, you know, like with with moms baking with their children, it's like, oh, I wish I could bake and do that for my kids. It just seems yeah. so hard. There's YouTube. <laughs> do you still bake now? Honestly, no, because we live in a like a small town home, and I just oh, okay. don't have the space to do like the type of baking and decorating that I like to do. I cook more than I bake now. Okay. I enjoy both, but what I like about doing the baking stuff or the pastry chef stuff is being able like to decorate the mm -hmm. cakes and the cookies and stuff, and I just don't do that on a daily basis. Um, the other thing that I got to do that was really fun is during a Halloween party, I picked up a shift as a treat person so like okay. putting the candy in all the people's bags oh, during the party. that was a lot of fun for the trick-or-treating mm -hmm. oh. yeah. <laughs> that's so awesome did you ever have a chance to bring your your kids around that environment or were they not born yet oh no they weren't born oh, they yet. weren't born yet not at all yeah so that was her college program days yeah no yeah on my college program but i also picked up shifts when i was a cast member oh, okay um, no my kids weren't born then i got super sick when i was still a cast member with my weight loss surgery issues okay. um and then after that my children were born so it was a couple of year difference okay 
Um, and where do you think Disney is headed in terms of feeling the magic in the parks? And what are your feelings or opinions on it? So I think the experience for vacation club members, annual pass holders, and Florida residents is completely different than the experience that people are coming just for a few-day vacation gets. As an annual pass holder, I feel like we know the ins and outs of the parks. We know how to use the mobile app and stuff. But I really feel for the people who are just coming maybe for a week, it's really um difficult to understand and figure it all out so I feel for families that are just coming for a few days you know mm -hmm. it's hard to figure out lightning lane and booking yeah. park reservations and you sort of have to have everything all in place to make it a nice experience and for people who don't do it on like a monthly basis even as an annual pass holder it can be really confusing and hard to figure it all out i see a lot of time guests very frustrated because they didn't know about something but it's required um and i feel like as an annual pass holder we just go so often that we enjoy whatever we get to do for that day but for people That's who are correct. coming for a few days they really want to optimize their time and it's hard even though the tech technological advancements are like amazing what Disney's doing. I also think it sort of forces people to be on their phones all the time. I feel like Disney is an experience where like you make memories with your family and you, you know, really have that quality time together, but making people do lightning lane reservations, mobile orders, park reservations, like everything's on that app and it's really great and convenient, but it also forces people to be on their phone a lot yeah. more. Mm -hmm. And it's also really confusing. So for me, it's like a double-edged thing. I think it's great as an annual pass holder who knows everything, but for a guest just coming for like a week, it's really hard to figure it all out. Like you almost need to hire somebody or get advice in some type of way to like make sure your experience is a positive one because it can be really rocky if you don't know everything that you have to do you know like I yeah, I see it both I see like that. I like it but then I don't like it you know yeah that makes sense I feel like that's true my husband is someone who intensely researches everything before <laughs> we do anything right. so thanks to him like we're okay when we go to Florida for the most part because he's on right. all the YouTube videos looking at wow. like how to book things and when to book yeah. them. But if it wasn't for him, I would be one of those people completely lost if I went to Disney World, you know, just trying to make the most of it. And yeah. even for me, I don't know about you guys, but at Disneyland, you know, with all the mobile ordering and all of that, I don't have like good signal in there a lot of times. Right. Yeah. So then you're yeah, trying yeah. to you're trying to place the order multiple times and you're just like yeah. it can be a little bit frustrating. So I can understand I mean, what you I mean. can still go in there and order, but they like they prefer for you not to yeah, anymore. They do. Um I think I'm just old school. Like I miss paper tickets, paper fast passes, I do turnstiles. I love clipping like, them. I yeah. Love that, so I mean, the technology is great, but I, I miss those simpler things, you know. I miss the fast passes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and even with the virtual queues, you know, like, some people don't know, like, for when they had it arrived, and even now with Cosmic Rewind, like, people go to Epcot, they book those park reservations to get on that ride. Yeah. Specifically, you know, like, they're really looking forward to that. And if they don't know to be on your phone 
in the morning or at 1 p.m. or whenever they offer the virtual queue, like they completely miss out yeah. on that experience. So That's it can be really frustrating for guests, I feel like, too. Yeah, especially if they're coming maybe from other countries and they don't even have, yeah. like, reception or signal over here. I wonder, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've always thought about that. Their, their mobile carrier, how does that work? Yeah. I mean, and I worked guest relations for a few years. Okay. And there's, I mean, you try and make as much magic as possible. But, you know, sometimes you have to completely turn people's vacation around. Like, I know mm-hmm. people who have such a sour taste in their mouth from their their week-long experience at Disney like they find nothing like they found it to be more stressful than a vacation and I don't know I just wish that that happening it was Mm -hmm. easier for people coming to enjoy it a little bit better I think it does take away from the magic a little bit all of the stuff that they're making you have to do I don't know just when things are simpler I feel like it was less stressful on the cast members because they weren't have to have to like enforce things like virtual cues or you know, it's good and bad, but I miss the paper stuff. I totally agree. I'm very old-fashioned as well, um, especially because I feel like when you're on those virtual queues or or any of those queues that you're competing for a spot. Again, kind of like on social media, competing right. to get um, that magical moment in time. Um, so I totally agree with the old-fashioned route. My next question is, how does having a thyroid disorder affect you as a person, a mother, and at the parks? Right. So at the parks, it's not so much as a big deal because if I'm not feeling well, we just don't go because I simply just can't do it, you know? Um, But as a mom, it's difficult because it affects my energy levels. It affects the way my body moves. Hashimoto's is, you know, you take medicine for it daily and it's manageable, but regardless of if you're taking medicine, you have flare-ups and those flare-ups feel like you just can't do anything. You can sleep for 10 hours and you're still struggling to keep your eyes open, your muscles hurt, you just feel like you have the flu times 10 or fibromyalgia or whatever. It can be really hard because you'll wake up with a great mindset like, oh, I have all this to do today. And then it's a flare up day and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't do anything. You know, my children, because I can't do as much as I want to on those days, it affects me because I can't you know, it's more of like my mind wants me to do it and my body's like, no, you can't, you know, you have no yeah. control over that. So it's hard. You know, I take my medicine daily, but still I have flare-ups. I still struggle. And I also struggle because of all my weight loss surgery mm-hmm. issues and all the surgeries that I've had. Eating and drinking is hard. So on a bad day, I'm bad, you know? Like yeah. there are days where I'm like, I can't get out of bed. And my husband has to help me you know so it's just you sort of take it as it comes but it's not easy well thank you for sharing that um I know that's a very vulnerable moment or spot topic for you um but is there any was there any time um at the parks where you did have a flare-up at all just randomly or did you know ahead of time in the day I sort of know when I wake up in the morning whether or not it's going to be a good day or it's going to be a bad day um I know right away when I open my eyes with how I'm feeling. But a lot of times, too, if I am not feeling well and I go to the park, it's even harder for me the next few days because I I get dehydrated. Mm -hmm. Um, 
just like I feel like theme park hangovers are real too. You know, all that. They so are. (laughs) No. So when I'm not feeling well on top of all that, it can be really um, difficult to handle. And it also affects your mood too, you know, like being anxious, feeling depressed, like Mm -hmm. feeling down. It all attributes to that. It's crazy how just like one little thing can affect every single thing that you do. I suffer from Meniere's disease, which basically gives my gives me vertigo. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I got a lot of anxiety from that. But yeah, basically everything you say, like luckily I have I'm on medication that doesn't affect like I'm able to not have flare ups anymore. Okay. But yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard to have go that all all that going on while trying to like do things for your children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like no matter what, you have to take care of them you're your they're your first priority so on those days where everything's bad all of my energy goes to them and then i still feel like i haven't been able to take care of myself so it's almost like it takes double the time to you know recover and get back normal because it's not like i can just go into bed and sleep for the entire day when you know you have Exactly. Would you say your your family, your husband, your children, do as much as they can to help you during times or conditions like that? I don't think that my children understand when I don't feel good just because they're pretty young. I think they know when I'm not feeling like as energetic and playful. And but my husband, a hundred percent, has always been supportive of like the ups and downs of everything. He's been there for me through it all like there was a time where I had a feeding tube and I was formula fed on TPN um just like so many things have happened but he's always sort of stepped in to help me so that's nice like he understands that one day it could be good and then tomorrow I'll wake up and it'll be like you'll feel like uh you got hit by a car you know I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, He's a whatever good one, we, though. Good thing. Yeah. Good thing. What is something you'd tell your younger self? Um, I would tell myself to learn to love who I am just as I am and sort of not change who I am to try and fit into, like, fit into a certain crowd or with mm-hmm. certain people. I would tell myself just to find like my people who love me as I am and um, appreciate who I am. I found myself when I I didn't like what I looked like or I wanted a certain type of friend and I just didn't stick to myself. And I would just tell myself to um, find things that you like about yourself and find people like that too. That's a good one. That is a good one. I feel like I spent a lot of time worrying about what other people thought and I don't think I spent enough time learning about myself yeah even if it wasn't necessarily like me I don't know if I even liked like want like I don't know I think maybe I just wanted to fit in but they weren't really like my people or had Mm -hmm. the same interest as me or anything like that I don't know I think it was more of like a social thing but I wish that I would have taken that time to really just um learn about myself and focus on what I want and things I liked like actually liked yeah, I can agree. I for- All right, so it's my turn with the questions. Okay. <laughs> okay. So how do you maintain a positive outlook on life and keep growing your self-confidence? <sighs> Gosh, um, I sort of just take every day and try, it sounds really cliche, but I just try and take it day by day. Um, I think a lot of times I've tried to look at things like, 
how fast it will take me to get somewhere or like what the end goal is and I forget to enjoy like the day-to-day of what's going on in my life try and like I don't feel like I was necessarily like enjoying every day I just feel like I was like on to the next thing so now I just try to enjoy the moments that I'm in and not worry about like things that have happened or things that are coming I try to just stay focused on what's happening right now Mm -hmm. is that just to go either way you know so I just try and and my husband always says that everything is temporary so like when things get really hard I just try and think that like this little piece of time will pass regardless of how hard it is and I just try and stay focused is it a lot like is it harder said than done? You know, because I, I know I've struggled a lot with letting go of the past. And it's just like, I still can't find, like, how to just focus on just the present and not too much into the past or in the future. Yeah, it's much easier said than done. I mean, there are most definitely, like, not everything is all, like, pixie dust, magic, Disney, this and that. Like, there are so many days where it's just bad, you know? Like, there's never... A lot of people only like to show the good days in their Mm -hmm. life, but I think that for me, I've always wanted to showcase that it's not. Like, there are days where I can't get out of bed or days that I'm really down or days that I, you know, cry. And you can try as much as you want to focus on what's going on around you, but like I said, often you go thinking about the past and you get angry about that or you're thinking about the future and you're frustrated that you're not there yet and you just forget to find joy in the little journey that you're in. Um, But it's definitely easier said than done because there's so many bad, bad days, but it's sort of about like making the time to focus yourself back into like, okay, like snapping yourself out of it, you know? Yeah, but there are many days where I'm like, I just can't do it today. You know, I just, I need to be alone. I need to lay down. I need to like, just gather myself again. You know, it's just, and that can be hard too. like doing, like being a creator because it it, it goes both ways. Like there are people who want to see that vulnerability. And then there are other people who just want to see the Disney happy magic. And it's like, I just want to, Like, that's a part of my life, you know, like anxiety, depression, like struggling with things like that will always be like a part of me. So it would be hard for me to just show that good, you know, so I just try and when I'm getting bad, I just try and rein it all like get back in. But sometimes that can take days, you know, like I have bad bad months. So I just try the best I can to get myself realigned onto have a better day, I guess. Yeah, can get overwhelming when you're thinking about too much at once yeah I mean and I can't I I think a lot about the past too and things that have happened and it's like why am I so much time still on that now because it takes away from where I am today like I try regardless of how much it hurts or things that have brought me down or people who have brought me down like I can't fix any of that now so what I can control is like the day I'm in and you know hopefully tomorrow so thanks for sharing mm-hmm. I, I love your words like I really do um and going from that what advice do you give to moms and dads of all body types who may be insecure and comparing themselves to the younger generation aesthetic or to their past selves 
Yeah. So I would just tell, I like to just tell everybody to, so we could go on and on about the things we don't like about ourselves. Even me, when I'm in front of a mirror, I think every day, you know, like there, there's this I don't like or that I don't like, but I also now, like I never used to be this way. I used to only see the bad in myself or only see the negative things um, about my body. But again, I try and force myself to thinking something positive so if i find myself like standing in front of the mirror after the shower with a towel on and i'm thinking about i wish i could change this or i wish i can change that i like to reinforce that with a positive thought about myself okay i don't like this but what i really love that i'm seeing is this and sometimes it may not be a feature on my body sometimes i just have to think something good about myself i just want to tell people that you may not love what you look like but try and find the things that you do love about yourself and nobody is harder on you than you are on yourself it's we are so hard on ourselves that half of the things that 99 of the things that we're thinking about ourselves when we look at ourselves other people aren't seeing so you have to learn to talk to yourself nicely first and that's not easy it's a daily struggle for me you know i i have to force myself to be confident in 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 who i am it doesn't um like you don't wake up one day and you're like oh i love how i look i'm this confident i i'm so positive and it's a daily thing that you have to force yourself it's like a learning like you have it's a learning curve for yourself you have to learn to teach yourself to be nice to yourself Mm -hmm, yeah You shouldn't have to, but unfortunately, we're so used to beating ourselves down that you have to, like, refocus yourself onto, okay, I can't change that about myself, but what do I love about myself? So I hope that everybody who at least, you know, I would tell everybody just find the good, find the good in, in yourself. Like, even if it seems like there's nothing, try and pull that one thing that you do love about yourself. You got to sort of, like, take it out of your mind like I liked it like if I don't like my arms or something like that I just try not to even like even put that into my head anymore I just try and think of something good about myself yeah um and I find that when I think positively about myself I feel like other people tend to think of me in a more positive way because so many times I've seen friends or family members they're talking down on themselves Mm -hmm. and then you look at them and you're like huh you know like okay you know they don't appear to be loving themselves or confident so okay like you know but I feel like when people are confident and have self-love it it Mm -hmm. is like contagious it comes off onto other people and people view you in like a different light but it's not it doesn't come easy again it's like a daily thing you have to train yourself to but I just want people like even if like you don't I don't love myself every day. I don't love every single thing about me every day. But when I find myself going down that road of like, everything is bad, I, you have to try and think of something that you love about yourself. And I guarantee that there is something that 
you love about yourself even if it's not looks wise it could be personality wise and i just want people to take the focus on like what it is that they don't like and just it could be one simple thing but that's all you need to and it's like a self-love journey that's what i can hear people say that because it's true it's 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 an everyday thing it's up and down Uh, but there's so much good things to like about yourself at the end of the day. Yes, thank you. I totally agree with what you said. Um, I personally, every day, I train myself or practice loving myself by highlighting a certain feature of mine or something that I've accomplished, whether it's big or small, during the week. I mean, it doesn't even have to be daily. Um, But just reminding myself, you know, I am who I am. I'm doing my best. And I love me. I love me. If no one else loves me, that's fine. But I have to love me. So I totally agree with what you said. Uh, Self-love is a journey. It's not something that you're going to reach a finish line. Um, It's going to be ongoing forever. And that's just something we have to learn to accept and deal with. Um, So when... When I'm surrounded by women like you, Brenda or Sam, we're not perfect, but every day we choose oh, to yeah. see the best in ourselves, in the content we we bring or upload, and being around women, like-minded women like that, is what helps me feel less alone. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And there will be some people who, regardless of how positive you positively you think about yourself, um, or how much confidence you have, there are some people who will never, never see that in you, and you uh-huh. just have to realize that that's not, those aren't your people. So exactly, mm-hmm. having the courage to let that go, and having the courage, like I said earlier, to be disliked. Yes. Punch in the gut, but at the end of the day. Um, those aren't your people. So you need to be around people who do see what you're trying to do or do see the person that you are. Agreed. Yeah. Last question. Sorry, I'm like watching Katana at the same time, (laughs) going through all my jewelry. (laughs) Um, What other important message do you have for the Disney community or others in general? Oh, gosh. I, I just just wish everybody would stop being so hard on everybody. Um, I think that social media can be a really hard space to be in because of all of that judgment. Um, I think that everybody just needs to learn to accept people for how they are and what they're trying to do. Um, Even if it's not what you like and maybe the road you would take or the way that you're doing things, I, I think that people need to be more... Um, accepting of one another and just let each other be and thrive and grow we can all do that we don't all have to be friends we don't all have to like each other um, but we can all support each other yeah and I just want everybody to you know think of things in a more positive fun light like just because this person's not doing necessarily what you would do on your feed it doesn't mean that it's wrong it's just like learn to accept people for as it is so Mm -hmm. um give people some grace i think is what i'm trying to say Uh, never know i mean you don't know what somebody else is going through behind the screen not everybody shows the highs and lows of their life most people only show the highs so i think that a little more kindness and a little more grace is what i'd like to see on social media um and in general i just would like people to take some more time for themselves and 
you know, learn what it is that, you know, who you're trying to be, what you're trying to do, and roll with that, you know, just stop trying to change who you are because you think that's what everybody else is trying to do. I think that's what I was trying to say earlier about what I would tell my younger self is that, you know, even in real life, I mean, in real life, it is real life on social media, but like, I think everybody's trying to fit in and it's okay if you don't. You know, you can be your own thing. You you, you can be more than one thing. Um, recently, I saw somebody say that, like, my content tends to be, like, all over the place. But for me, I took that as, like, hmm, well, that's because I love so many different things, you yeah. know? I'm not just Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, so while that might be somebody's choice to just do Disney on their feed, I love mom life and mental health and body image and I love being just silly some days you know so and that's me so I wish everybody would just learn to accept each other as they are Mm -hmm. in offline and online that's something I struggle with it's just like you know they always say or like what you're saying they expect you to just be one thing and you know that works for some people but I I struggle with that you know my Instagram is my personal Instagram so I have everything a mix of everything on there yeah it's like I mean people want to see vulnerability but then they also scrutinize you yeah you know they everybody is picking each other apart constantly and I just wish that it would be like okay let's give people some grace let them just if it makes them happy then show support it's so much easier online and offline like I said yeah I definitely relate to that I, I find myself like just trying to change myself and then I realize when I'm not changing myself is when I'm happiest right um, and that's when I feel like my people right coming through you know mm-hmm. so it's definitely uh, a struggle every day yeah. but I I'm happy that I'm learning to be more myself and right. I'm accepting of who I am, especially when it comes to body image. Um, I think you're a great influence for us moms out there to mm-hmm. learn to love ourselves and all. Like you know, we we have kids. We we do so much, and we just have to be kind to ourselves. Like we have to love everything, like all yeah. all of it. <laughs> and I mean, one another. You know, like why are yeah. we picking apart? other mom yeah anybody else you know it's just it's so much easier to choose kindness and to support people so I just love to see um a little more than that and and like you said earlier with like comparing yourself to the younger aesthetic and this and that I've tried to I'm like hmm, maybe if I change my style to this or to this that um I feel better and I always find myself falling back into mm-hmm. like who I really am and that's when like you said you know you enjoy it more that's when I tend to really love what I'm doing when I'm not focused on trying to be something uh, that I'm not and I exactly. want people to see that up and down roller coaster ride it may not be for everybody but mm-hmm. I hope that the people um, who do follow me and do like me appreciate that I'm showing all of that because I know that I would have I appreciate that when I see that from other people I don't see see that as um, bad or a weakness or uh, unhealthy. I I feel like it's very healthy to see people on there actually showing what's going on in their actual life. So I wish more people would do that. Yeah, thank you so much. Well, piggybacking off what you said, we do see that kindness and genuine 
genuine authenticity in you and that's why we follow you and that's why we had to have you as our first special guest everything about your account everything not just the disney is what attracts us to you and others to you we relate i think more so thank you we really really appreciate the time you spent with us we know you could be doing everything else in the world but you chose to commit to our podcast today and we're very appreciative for that it was a lot of fun and i think you guys are going to be amazing. Thank you. Honored to be your first interview. Yes, our very first. There will be plenty more, but as long as we had you as number one. So that's all that matters for us. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I don't know if Brenda or Sam have any closing remarks for you. No, I just also would like to thank you for doing this. Um, I followed you on my family's account first and that one kind of fell off because of what you're saying. You know, I just, I like to show everything at once on one, (laughs) but, but no, we appreciate you a lot. And like, like she said, I feel like we can relate and that's one thing that draws us to your content. Thank you. I will support you guys on your journey, no matter what happens and, but I know it's going to be good. Thank you, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I really appreciate the time, and I, I learned a lot. So thank you so much for your wisdom. You're as welcome. welcome. Well, you have a great night's sleep. Thank you. You too. <laughs> thank you for listening in, and stay tuned for the next episode. For the next episode, we'll be featuring another special guest and celebrating our kids back to school. Do not forget to like and subscribe to our Spotify and YouTube channels. Kindly follow our Instagram at Mommy's Pot of Magic and Deanna at Deanna Style. Thank you. Talk to you soon.